Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Audibly Addicted. I'm Kim Lorraine. And I'm Mo. And today we have with us author Samantha Young. Hi. Addicted. Audibly Addicted. And if you'd like to come along, we can talk about the dirty words in the audiobooks we've heard. Come on, let's go with Kim All right. So I've been just like a major fangirl forever of you so (laughs) that that means the world honestly that's awesome thank you so much she almost didn't want me to show up to this interview she's like i want her all to myself (laughs) (laughs) it's like she's mine nobody else (laughs) yep yep um i feel like on dublin street sort of started well i think almost started my love affair with audiobooks. It was one of my first audiobooks that I really listened to and loved. Yeah. So that's amazing. I had started and with I- Outlander and then was like, I need more Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <please. laughs> uh-huh. Outlander will do that too. It, yeah, it really <laughs> does. It really does. So yeah. Yeah. That's- Awesome. Yeah, and the narrator um for on Dublin Street, as soon as I heard her, I, I got sent different um auditions for mm-hmm. it. And as soon as I heard her, I was that's Joss. Oh, that's exactly so how I imagined her voice in my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um it was, it was kismet, really it was. Yeah. And and she gets a lot of love, that narrator. Yeah, she's um, wonderful. She's wonderful. Yeah. I and did you have her with the auditions? Did you make sure that she could do a Scottish accent? Because I mean, that's a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one, and I'm quite, I'm quite um, flexible about that. You mm-hmm. know, I know people can get precious about these things, but mm-hmm. it is one of the most difficult accents it, to yeah, do. It is, um, yeah. it's especially for anyone outside of the UK. I think mm-hmm. it's easier for you know four nations to kind of pick up each other's accents. Yeah, but anyone outside the UK, the Scottish accent in particular is is really difficult. It's, so yeah. as long as they get the feel. That's mm-hmm. all I'm looking for, mm-hmm. you know, and she she definitely she nailed that. And also it's really difficult for female directors to get male voices right anyway. Yeah. And she's yeah. awesome. She's oh, awesome at so that. Good. So. It was so great. Yeah. Well, Mo and I are both really picky about accents. 
yeah no it is it's a thing it is a thing as as a as a as a listener i am picky Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. but i I try not to be with the scottish accent because i know it's yeah yeah i think there are certain like you said there are characteristics and like the feel of it and it has sort of a lyrical lilting feel and yeah. so you want to capture words. that <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want it to be just like over exaggerated r rolling you know like yes. a, a, caric- yes, exactly. a caricature so yeah i think there's a, a fine line and scottish is definitely <laughs> too favorite. much not enough. I love, I love it. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I get to hear a Scottish accent for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it depends who you ask. Some people love the Scottish accent and some people don't. I tend to think it's it depends on the Scottish accent because there's quite a few different dialects. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, where are you from? Where are you located? I'm from Central Scotland, mm-hmm. and. Um, we have actually a varied accent in central Scotland. Mm-hmm. So you've got the Glaswegian one, which is, you know, probably the most well-known accent where it has that little musical mm-hmm. exaggeration at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I'm actually from, most people don't talk like me. <laughs> <laughs> you would not be able to understand most people <laughs> in my area. It's a very strong, very, um, we use a lot of slang words uh-huh. in my area, you uh-huh. know, so... Yeah. So when I need when I need help with some Scottish slang, you can help me. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Just be like, okay, Sam, <laughs> lay it all on me. We should do one of those videos. Have you ever seen those videos on YouTube? They have like you know celebrities oh, and stuff great. from different countries, and they there's like a Jamie Dornan one where he does like the Irish slang, and mm-hmm. you know they say the slang mm-hmm. word, and then you, you just you tell what what it means in your country and all, and it's you know more accent goodness too. Yeah. Yes, it is fun. Yeah. Yes. I've yeah. seen the, I've actually, I'm obsessed with the Boston accent. So oh, I did really? sit and watch, um, I think it was Mark Wahlberg uh-huh. doing oh, yeah. the slang words on YouTube. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that whole commercial, I don't know if you've seen that commercial with the Smart Pack commercial. It's like, um, no, I haven't seen oh. it. Well, it was, so you should look it up if you can. Hang up. Hang uh, up. Forget it, this whole thing. Hang up and go watch it. <laughs> well, most, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? It's it's Chris Evans. Um, right? Rachel Dretch. No. Yeah. And John Krasinski. And uh, yeah, Jim from The Office. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's and hilarious. It's so good. all originally from that area. And so they right. put on their really strong accent. And it, they say all the words that you could possibly say that <laughs> really exaggerate it. And it's. It's very fun. So if you like that accent, you should definitely yeah. look that up. Yeah, so I need to Google it. Especially yeah, so just, Chris just YouTube the yeah. Smart Park commercial. It's yeah. fantastic. I've watched it like a thousand yeah. times. It's very funny. Yeah, it's good. I will well, Google that, definitely. We, I really love it. <laughs> and report back to the, us and um, tell us that you love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be waiting for your report. Um, I really love the commercial. Not the commercial. It's a skit on Saturday Night Live, and it is James McAvoy. And he said the Scottish air traffic controller. I've seen that. Oh my that god, is very that was good. hysterical. <laughs> That's a good I was one. just like, I wonder if my Scottish friends think this is funny or yes, not. <laughs> <laughs> extremely so, funny. Yeah, yeah. So, but I understood a lot of it, and I was like, I listened to too many audiobooks with Scottish. Well, just you know, because be- I can becoming definitely... more culturally aware. Oh, that's right. 
I'm preparing for my trip to Edinburgh. <laughs> like, that's, my, that's my whole plan. Yeah. Oh, you'll be, will you be at Rare next, uh, yes, next year? Yeah, Yay. yeah. So they awesome. just announced, I think, all the new people who were joining. And I was so excited to get to go. Because that's, that's like awesome. a dream place for me to go. I've, I, um, my husband's ancestry can trace back to uh, Robbie Burns. And yeah. so I was like, we have to go. We have to go there. You know, like there's so much that we have to see. And um, the in my very, very first book, which I think I wrote, I finished writing it after I read On Dublin Street. And I was like, well, they have to go to Scotland. There has to be a weekend (laughs) trip in Scotland. This can't all be set in London. (laughs) Because now this. And I remember doing like YouTube um, tours of of like walking the Royal Mile and hiking up Arthur's seat and all that stuff. And I was like, oh gosh, I have to go there now. So I'm very yeah. excited. I'll be the the absolute 100% tourist while I'm there. Oh, for sure. And oh, then, fantastic. Yeah, I will have no That's, shame. Are you going to go for a while then? You're going to go yeah. for a, at least a week or at so? At least a week. I think we're talking yeah. about, we're going to, we're planning to take our, he'll be 13, our son at the time. And so I think yeah. we're going to take him with us as sort of a, you're 13, so you get to go on this big European trip. And awesome. so I think we'll try to do quite a few days in Scotland because there's a lot we want to see. And then yeah. maybe go, if the Berlin signing is happening, then go there and just see a few more things and try to do maybe like nine or 10 days total. Yeah, that so, would be brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And Berlin's a great city. It really is. And it's an easy city to get around. Yeah, that's what um, I'm looking yeah. forward to because it's really yeah. here, you know. I mean, I'm in Seattle and it's not easy to get around. Like, No, I've been to Seattle to and, and it's not. No, you've got <laughs> to drive or take a boat. <laughs> like for where I live, I live across the water from Seattle. So if I want to go to Seattle, I have to either drive yeah. an hour and a half in, in awful traffic. Wow. Or Gosh. take a ferry boat across. Yeah. That, which is, is that the really only how long way it takes it. to get into the city? From where I live, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I'm, I'm like I said, since I'm across the water, we have to sort of go around and down and yeah. over some bridges. And and the traffic in certain areas is just bumper to bumper. So, yeah. you know, Seattle's there's always it. construction. Yikes. Look, if you're in Seattle. <laughs> I, I, I liked Seattle. I really great. did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's a great place. And I love that we live across from it versus living in, in the in, city. Yeah. We're out in the, you know, suburbs where it's quiet and pretty and yeah. we have a yard and stuff. So that's nice. But, you know, we just have to drive, get on the ferry, and then you can walk everywhere in Seattle from the ferry. So yeah. I just park at the ferry, walk on, and away I go. So yeah, That's what we did. We just stuck to walking because the mm-hmm. traffic was kind of crazy. But the vibe is so cool. I it, really like yeah. the vibe in Seattle. I do too. I really do. It's It's a... There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of um, art and music, you know, and just yeah. Like, for me, I think it's important. I love definitely to see different things people have created. Yes. So, mm-hmm. No, I agree. I love a city if it has that creative vibe about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. All this, all this, my favorite cities tend to, you know, be. I love New Orleans. And oh, I, yeah. I absolutely love there, and it's got such a creative vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mo, you, so do you travel a lot, Mo, or are you more stay in, 
in Philly. I'm not going anywhere, dude. Unless I drag you with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless <laughs> unless I'm like, Mo, come to Vegas. It's I mean, like I've never been out of the country. I can't get a passport. I have well, warrants. Um No oh, you shut up. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Sam's never gonna come back. She's gonna <laughs> just kidding um yeah. but honestly i've the most this is like since i've got into like the book community and all this stuff this is the most i've ever traveled in my life mm-hmm. like you know yeah i'm just I mean, like okay well, i'm, I'm going to dallas yeah. okay bye see ya I'll, you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i i was trying to decide kind of like my signing schedules because at this point, I'm starting to be invited to things versus like, please let me in. <laughs> and um, <laughs> can I sit at your table? <laughs> but um, I feel like it's this has opened me up to so much more travel because I, I am an anxious person and I get very stressed out about traveling. But what I've tried to do is say, I don't want to go back to the same place I've been. Yeah. And I want to see more of, you know, of the U.S. I want to see more of the world. And, you know, I mean, international signings are so much harder just because it's very expensive. But, you know, like I I will do local Seattle signings. No problem. Like I don't have to fly. I don't have to get a hotel. I can just go. But I've been trying to book things that are – Places that I want to see and places where I know I have people who want to see me and it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be, I mean, it's great, um, but you have to be smart about it because mm-hmm. it is expensive. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the same. I don't, I try not to go back to the same place I've been before, mm-hmm. which can be difficult, especially with US signings, because it tends to be the same organizers that yeah. are inviting you. Mm-hmm. to come out and you're like it's a lot of money and I would like to go to a part of the country where my readers haven't had a chance yet right. to see me yep. um so yeah it can it can be it can be difficult and you just have to be strategic about it at mm-hmm. the end of the day as well um, yeah yeah and like <laughs> it's no offense at all to the to the organizer that maybe you have to say no because you need to you know go somewhere else this is it yeah yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. you don't want to you're always, as you say, you're always grateful mm-hmm. when someone wants you to attend their mm-hmm. event. There's no point in my career where I haven't been grateful for that. Um, and you, you do feel bad when you have to say no, but it is international travel, as you say, is a lot of money mm-hmm. and uh, you have to go where your readers haven't had the chance yet to yeah to meet you. Yep. Yeah. Well, we so. appreciate that. But as aren't we lucky? Yeah. I mean, we're lucky that we get to decide that too, that we get to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people want to absolutely. See you. Okay, thank you for reading my books. <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your paranormal because yes. you ventured back into the world of paranormal, which I, of course, fangirled all over you and was like, oh, "Thank God, <laughs> I'm so excited." <laughs> I'm excited too. I'm excited too. It's very exciting to be back into this world. That's where I feel like. I began. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. quite nice to journey back there. I was going to say, like, that was kind of your, it was more YA, like your first. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And, it was. Um, I think I'm just pulling it up to see. Are they in? They're not on Audible yet, correct? You don't have audiobooks of those. No, I don't. I don't have audiobooks okay. for those. Okay. 
Um, but we've got shifters. So tell us more. Tell us more about this new world that you are creating. Okay. So as, as you say, we've got shifters and vampires mm-hmm. and fairies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's basically based on that origin of fairies. Mm-hmm. You know, like kind of um, my twist on uh kind of classic fairy mm-hmm. tales mm-hmm. um and that's where i have explained where vampires and werewolves come mm-hmm. from it actually comes from um magic created by fairies and by um you know them getting on with humans mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's 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 set in the contemporary world. It is set in the present, and the world of the fate doesn't actually coexist because the gates are closed at this point in mm-hmm. my timeline. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of based on these different factions within the world who want some want the gates to, between worlds to be opened, mm-hmm. and others are trying to stop it from happening because they realize the fate will um, basically subjugate the human world right. again if if they open the gates mm-hmm. so yeah and it's these different couples each book is a different yeah. couple set within the same um plot mm-hmm. well so, i mean that's sort of how you that's kind of how you do all of your books is the standalones yeah. but they're interconnected yes i mm-hmm. only have one series where i don't that the play on series they're complete standalones connected by theme only mm-hmm. um but my other series yeah you're right they're all yeah. connected and it looks like actually War of Hearts is on audio. And that oh, War of Hearts is, yes. 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 Yeah. And I the second one is, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So this one yeah. is. And are there plans for audio for Kiss of Vengeance? Because that one does not have an audiobook yet. We're still working on that. Okay. Because War of Hearts audiobook just came out, mm-hmm. you know, audiobook, any publisher is like, they'd like to hold off until they have yeah. more data. They want to wait. They have to <laughs> think the about that it. that decision. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all know that. <laughs> the pain of that one. Well, so this is, the series is called True Immortality. Yes. And so listeners, if you want to, you know, dive in, you can grab the audiobook of War of Hearts. And this is narrated by a narrator I have not listened to yet. And I'm excited to um, listen. And so we've got, let me see, we've got Mahari. Is that right? I'm going to say Bari. Bari. Okay. It's a, she ha- she's got a, a Scottish name because she, oh, she is okay. Scottish. I'm sure, sure she's Scottish. See, yes. that's <laughs> why I can't pronounce it. Thank goodness your name is easy. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce it. It doesn't have all sorts of extra consonants and vowels that don't sound like they're supposed to sound like. I, I don't actually speak um, Scottish Gaelic and yeah. I had to get help oh, during I, yeah. the, the making of this book okay. uh, because I have Scottish Gaelic in it. Yeah. yeah. It, it befuddles me. Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah. But Vary is, is a common name oh, okay. in Scotland. So okay. I did know that one. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the rest of the language just whew, over my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I look at it and go, there's no way that that's how you say that. <laughs> Because it's spelled M-H-A-I-R-E, guys. <laughs> M-H-R-V in Scottish. Okay, okay. Well, okay. I, I'll take it. I'll take your word for it. You would know. <laughs> I really don't. She's <laughs> like, just kidding. I, I just made that up. That. <laughs> well, I remember listening to Outlander. I was trying to read Outlander, and I couldn't because there's so much that I was just like, I don't, Lahari, how do you say her name? (laughs) I was like, I can't do it. And then I started listening to it and was like, oh, okay. I'm much more of an audio person. (laughs) I I totally understand that. I've had um, readers say that to me about War of Hearts. They were like, thank God for the audio book. And you think that even I put a pronunciation page right in at the Mm -hmm. beginning in the hopes of it being helpful. But clearly it's not nearly as helpful as it could be oh, because they're like but now I have to go back and look at this yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean because you are you're learning a different language really and yeah and I think anytime a combination of letters if if English is your is your primary language and and especially if American English is your primary <laughs> anytime you're looking at something where those letters don't sound the way they're supposed to in your brain you have to take a minute and go hold on <laughs> Yeah, rearrange the way I think about it so mm -hmm. and it can it can be a stumbling block when you're reading I will admit that it's happened to me as well you know when you're reading it can be I wish I knew how that word is pronounced so I can just get it over and done with in my head yeah yep absolutely (laughs) because otherwise I just say like like, my way in my head and I'm like I know this is wrong but uh uh-huh oh yeah I mean Hermione was Hermione what was it Hermione for me for the longest time. And then I listened to the audiobook and was like, oh, okay. I see it now. Because <laughs> that is not a that is not a common name in the United States. <laughs> so. And I have to admit, I watched the movies before I ever watched the book series. So mm-hmm. I had a, a step up because the, the films laid that one out. <laughs> I told you how to Otherwise, say it. I yeah. wouldn't have known. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can get behind Latin. I can usually figure out Latin. <laughs> but. <laughs> about it so yeah don't try to make me speak French it's it's a terrible terrible choice (laughs) now is your um contribution to the Midnight Coven's uh anthology that is part of this series right it is linked to yeah true yes Mm -hmm. it's like a it's like a bridge a bridging short story between book two and book three Mm -hmm. um so hopefully I mean my readers are already all over that yeah they can't wait to read that short story yeah Um, I'm very excited yes very so uh, Mo understands the level of freak out that I had when I I invited you to to join us for (laughs) this and I I was like oh my god (laughs) she said yes (laughs) 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I th- it was hilarious. I, I was just really excited to be invited. I've never done anything like that before, oh, so really? I'm just really yeah. excited to be a part of it. Well, we're so the cover the, is gorgeous, isn't it? Pretty. Oh, so oh, pretty. So pretty. oh, I love it. Yeah, we have to thank May Sage for that one because she was like, "Use this, use this designer," and then it was so beautiful. I mean, just yeah. yeah. So we use story wrappers to do the cover, and right. she's just she's so talented. Um, oh, yeah. So what we're talking about for the listeners who don't know is um, I'm part of a group called the Midnight Coven and now we rope Sam in so she's part of it too. <laughs> and There's it's no escaping uh, us now. You can't get away now. <laughs> You're stuck forever. Um, it is. It's like it's like fairy. Once you are stuck, you can't leave. But. <laughs> No way terrified at the moment. <laughs> She's like, oh, crap. But um, the Midnight Coven is a group of paranormal authors who came together to create um, share- shared worlds that have standalone stories. And so we do um, seasons where each of us writes our own novella or, you know, um, usually they're no shorter than 15,000 words, no longer than about 40,000 words. And they are um, themed. And so one season we had vampires. We had a second season of vampires that were loosely linked to the first one. We had a witch coven. We have twisted fairy tales. And then we have this anthology called Tempted by Fae. And so the anthology is all of us who were able to participate joined in and we are writing uh, stories about the Fae and they are not connected to each other, but they're probably connected to a series that these authors have all written and uh, we're donating the proceeds to charity and we are going to donate proceeds to the um, World Literacy Foundation. And so that comes out on May 5th. And yeah, and so then I lost my mind when Sam said she would join us. So (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, my name is going to be on a book cover with Samantha Young. (laughs) I told you I was going to fangirl all over you. We're going to get it blown up like poster size. I still don't know how to to react to it because it's just as my friend always says, she actually does call me just Sam. Yeah, and she started calling me just Sam because her husband started calling me just Sam. But I think it does have something to do with how readers reacted. Mm-hmm. She came to a signing with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's yeah. like, she turned to me and she's like, "They do know you're just Sam, right?" <laughs> you're like, <laughs> "Not to us, you're I not. am their god." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think it's just this sort of special feeling of somebody who created a story and a character who you just absolutely love. <laughs> but I was saying, like, for me, when I first read on Dublin Street, I was away from my family. We had, my husband and I had moved to Japan. And, wow. you know, so we were, for the first time, separated from his parents and my parents. And we had our, you know, our two little kids at the time. And I vividly remember listening to that book while I would go on walks and sort of explore the area. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for me, it will always have this sort of sensory memory. Sure, you know? yeah. Yeah. And yep. And then of course, um the the sequel novella which ripped out my heart into a thousand pieces, <laughs> which was Hold on. Oh no. <laughs> 
Stars over Castle yes. Hill. Yes. I'm like, what is the name? <laughs> do, do you see me trying to hate? You're like, oh my God. That one was, it was so mean. It was so mean, but it was so great. Because I love the angst and like the whole, yeah. you know, you thought they yeah. were happy. Just kidding. <laughs> Sadistic yep. bunch, all yep. Yeah, but it was the same narrator, and so I was like, "Woohoo, yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh yeah, you're yeah. you're one of the original people who taught me how much I loved the angst in the romance novels. Yeah, you know, and I was oh, like, "Cause oh. I, lo- I lo- obviously I love the angst uh-huh. <laughs> in yeah. the romance novels." Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, "Oh, you're gonna be happy. Look at that. They're together. They're happy. Someone has a brain tumor." You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> It can never just be happy, but inside I'm like, yes. <laughs> you need it. You need you need the peaks and troughs. You do in a story. You That's know, true. That's true. Um, I I just I mean I love um, some rom coms where you can just sit down and laugh and enjoy it, mm-hmm. but it's the books that have emotionally put me through the ringer that mm-hmm. will always stick with me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Mo and I talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, that one really ruined me. I guess I better listen to it again. <laughs> but there's a kind of comfort in rereading a book that ruins you because you know in romance mm-hmm. that there's going to be that happy ending. But mm-hmm. you get to kind of enjoy it again where the impact's just that little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. because you know mm-hmm. there's going to be because the stakes are lower because you're like yes. okay but I know that they end up happy now right. so now yes. I can go through it and feel it with them in a different way absolutely yeah. yes yep. yeah now can we talk about the farting scene because <laughs> <laughs> you just posted oh, that in your group <laughs> recently yeah. or somebody did and I remember reading it and going oh yeah <laughs> the farting yep. scene I get really bad secondhand embarrassment. So. <laughs> I love it. That's oh awesome. Oh, my God. I, I had oh, to put it in because it one great. of the stories growing up between my parents, my parents had been married for 40 years. And one of the stories growing up that my dad told when they were together maybe about a year mm-hmm. was he made her laugh so hard that she she was against the door jam. <laughs> and she 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 lowered to the ground with her laughter but started to fart all the way <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> oh my god. And it's like you, you know that you know that's love when you still yep. you know you love someone in that moment. Um, and I thought it's just I had never read a romance novel with that kind of real authentic intimacy. Uh-huh. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it in there mm-hmm. and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, she's and, th- and thankfully readers got it because it was oh, real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt so embarrassed right with her. I'm sure my face was bright red, you know, because yeah. I was like, oh, that's the most mortifying thing. <laughs> yeah. I still don't really fart in front of my husband and we've yeah. been married almost 15 years. Oh, no. Now, he yeah. farts his way down the do hallway. That. I don't do that. <laughs> you know. No, right? I know. And it's so funny because it's a basic thing. But I remember one time I had surgery and I woke up from the anesthesia because I was farting. (laughs) 
And I was like, oh my God, I can't stop it. I can't stop it. It's terrible. They can hear me. But I was still sort of drugged. And I was like, this is the worst thing ever. I was like, have I died? Am I in hell right now? That's what's so no. You definitely I, died on the table. I did. I died on the table. <laughs> Just was trapped in my hell of farting in front of people. My husband was like, it's natural. Everybody does it. I'm like, not me. No, we do not it quietly me. and nobody can hear this us. This is the thing though, because it is something that women in particular are so oh, yeah. you know, private about. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, especially in front of your partner, mm-hmm. especially early on early in the on, relationship, yeah. there is nothing more mortifying. Mm-mm. And the fact is that they, they tend to, in my experience, get, you know, um, pleasure out of your mortification absolutely yeah <laughs> they probably start to love you a little more because like if he wasn't already in love with you he's now falling in love with you because you're so adorably embarrassed and i mean doesn't help at all and men it's always funny to men always oh, from, they love from boys to, to you know grown-ass men it's always funny my father yep. farts and dick jokes my father has a christmas decoration <laughs> And it's a Santa. And when you push the button on the Santa, he has many different fart sound effects. And it is not officially the Christmas season until he calls me and has Santa fart in my ear. And and then he just hangs up. He just hangs up. He just does the Santa thing and hangs up. And he thinks it's the funniest thing ever. So so for our Christmas uh, episode, Mo, for this year... Uh, you're, we're gonna have to have your dad call in, <laughs> and we're gonna have to record that. He will be so excited. <laughs> it's gonna have to happen. <laughs> so I didn't really warn you that this we really don't stay on the rails at all when we like we just have a conversation. There is no yeah. rail. So, there is well, no rail. Mm-hmm. That we don't lay down rails. I try. I started off really strong though with like professional questions and, <laughs> and that portion of the day it, is over now we're, now we're into, into you know like, well this is it as and, soon as I, you and I, Martin, I, and to be and fair I it was my fault is, I put it in the book for us. Um, so <laughs> oh yep yep I was really looking forward to this today <laughs> and now she's wondering now why you meet me. no <laughs> see I can see her face and her face says this is joyful. <laughs> it, it, it is joyful. It's so much more relaxed, you know, mm-hmm. than, than being battered with questions upon questions upon mm-hmm. questions about your everything, you know. But I mean, you'll understand yep. it as an author. So oh, yeah, yeah. The why. whole, like, where do you get your ideas? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, actually, about a certain book, you'd be like, I've never heard of that. <laughs> Yeah, like sometimes I just get slapped in the face with an idea, you know, and I'm like, oh, this This should happen. So, oh, yeah, that's the hardest question. That one really, every time I'm like, I'm a little bit like shaky now and I feel uncomfortable because what if I answer the wrong way? Serious. And also, as you say, sometimes or all the time, your ideas come from totally different places. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, as you say, it's just comes to you yeah yep um and there's yeah it's just such a difficult question to answer really hard like you could be looking at a couch that is completely uninteresting you know (laughs) and you're just looking at that couch and you're sort of like 
oh, he could bend her over the couch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then you're like, oh, well, I got my idea from this piece of furniture right here. <laughs> Just like, you don't know. So most of my ideas come to me while I'm driving and yeah. trying to tune out my children fighting in the back seats. And, and then I'm like, let's take myself to a happy place where there's no one screaming at me. Okay. Now what's going to happen to these people? <laughs> yeah. So I, I get a lot of my ideas driving as well, but it's usually just because I have my music playing and the mm-hmm. music's a huge yeah, yeah. Um, switch for me. But yeah, no. And I think it's just that, especially down the motorway, you mm-hmm. know, where you don't really have to, obviously you have to think, but you know what I mean? It's a different, it's like just, an autopilot yeah. with your yes. awareness is around you. Yeah. Now I get what yeah. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a playlist for every book? For most of my books, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. Um, I started making playlists right at the beginning on Spotify mm-hmm. with the um, my first YA series. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just music is so helpful, and I just always play it when I'm taking the dogs for a walk. I put mm-hmm. my headphones on, and and it just means that you've constantly got that. Especially if you start to emotionally connect these songs to that book that you're writing, mm-hmm. um, and it just means that you're constantly on. Yeah. When you're writing the book. Yeah. Because you're in that headspace. Because music really affects me as well. Yeah. And I do the same thing. Like every book has a playlist or at least the series does. You know, like I've got a, yeah. a vampire series and I just have a playlist called Blackthorns because I don't want to do one for every single book because yeah. it all has that same feeling. And I want them, all the books to have that same feeling. So. Yeah. That's yeah. what I have for my first YA series. It's mm-hmm. all just the one playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. Yep. And I have some like... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Repeat offenders that go on every playlist. And then I have others that I would never put. Like, I I write cowboys um, in my contemporary name. And then I write vampires. And I would never have my cowboy songs cross over to my vampire songs. Because it's <laughs> a whole different feel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like if Mo nope. were to read a scene that I wrote from a cowboy book while listening to the vampire playlist, she would be able to be like, Kim, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> Why is he biting her? <laughs> Although biting isn't bad. <laughs> so, yeah. And I have like all this, I, I call it dirty country. It's not actually a thing, I don't think. But in my mind, it's like that sort of gritty country music that's not all pop, you yeah. know? And I have yeah. some of that on there. And um, my husband's always like, oh, are you writing cowboys? <laughs> like, yes. Because he, he can hear it. Because he he's knows. like, this isn't what you normally listen to. So you must be writing your cowboys now. <laughs> yes, I am. I am writing I my cowboys. Yeah. But see, he knows you <laughs> know, so that's good. He does. He does know me. He was very funny. We were having this conversation where I was talking about how it can be kind of hard, I think, to be friends with a writer if you're not mm-hmm. also a writer. It's or exhausting. Or like a reader who's entrenched in the world. What, Mo? It's exhausting. 
exhausting. <laughs> but you're you're really in the book world, Mo. I mean, like you might not write books, but you are doing all the other things. So you understand our brains. A little bit. <laughs> and so a lot of like, you know, we talked about friends that I'd sort of lost touch with. And I said, well, you know, I think it's really hard for people to be friends with a writer because at least for me, I am always thinking about what I'm working on or what I'm going to be working on. There's never a break, you know, like I can never just turn off my my brain and focus on watching a TV show. Even in the background there, I've got things happening. And my yeah. husband was just like, oh, I don't know at all what you're talking about. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you know, like it's, you know, I'm because I'm doing something that I love so much. Yeah. That it's not work, you know. And this is it. And also it's the kind of work where, as you say, that it's not a nine to five job. Right. It doesn't it just it doesn't just switch off Mm-mm. when it hits five o'clock. That's not the way it works. No. And, um, and it can be difficult. I, I'm lucky to have very understanding friends who get it but at the Mm -hmm. same time there are moments where you feel like you're maybe letting people down a little bit because especially when it's you know it is your job it is Mm -hmm. your income Mm -hmm. it is important that you keep on track and if you're in in the zone Yep. The last thing you want to do is be pulled out of it because you might not get back to that place Uh you were in right so it's it can be and it's as the years go on, my friends and family have just got a lot more understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, they know. And they, they apparently, I have tells, they know when I'm deep uh-huh. in the yeah. cave. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, just let's check on her and make sure she's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, don't be offended if she's really absorbed in what she's doing, you know. Absolutely. Because, so, yeah. I mean, it's an artistic endeavor and you're creating. And if someone was painting... You wouldn't mm-hmm. go up to that person and interrupt them while they're painting because you can see what they're doing and you can tell yeah. that they're in the middle of it. And so you wouldn't, I don't think I know a single person who would go up to a painter who was painting something beautiful yeah. and really working hard on it and you knew that they were focused on it and interrupt them and be like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what, you know, like... I don't understand that. But then when you see a writer, like say you're at a coffee shop back before the plague, you, <laughs> you know, like I shops? will put in my headphones and I will sit at Starbucks and I'll have my computer and I'll be working furiously with my music playing. I even went and got like the big headphones and they're yeah. like bright white, you know, so it's real hard to miss them. <laughs> and people will still, oh, what are you, what are you working on? Are you a writer? I'm like, I am. <laughs> I'm, writing, I'm writing a book right now. Cool. And then let's talk about it. I thought one day I would write a book. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Like, do it. Write your book. Write your book right now. <laughs> Away write from it me. right now while I write mine and we'll have a race. Yeah. <laughs> but it's- See, this is why I'm always amazed by you guys who go and you write in coffee shops because I could never do that. I'm just so, I can't. I'm a very sensory person mm-hmm. and I have to have everything completely closed down. I wear, I wear, you know, the little yellow earbuds mm-hmm. and then my noise canceling headphones mm-hmm. and no one can come into the room. And mm-hmm. that's me. I'm just 
and 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 I see people on Instagram. I'm at this coffee shop, right? And I'm like, how? How are <laughs> you doing? It that? fascinates me. <laughs> I like no. Well, I, I don't people. go to like Starbucks very often, but I do. There's always people there. Just sit on a computer. I'm like, yeah, people like that's a real thing. People just go and just sit in the Starbucks and. I sometimes feed off the energy of the people (laughs) around me, too, you know, or like I will people watch and kind of make up stories for the people. And then like so if I'm stuck on something, I can go there and kind of get a fresh landscape and see. But, I, you know, I've got three kids who are now home all the time. Yeah. (laughs) All of it. Every moment they're home and, and the toddler is four. And so she is just all over me all the time. All the time. Yeah. So if I don't leave, then I can't uh, yeah. work. But Under, yeah, I prefer to be able to like be on my couch and sit and have my headphones on and just do my stuff but usually you know I've got to like run away or lock the door or something yeah mm-hmm. no I get that definitely mm-hmm. but if um, I could if I could lock myself in in my own little bubble of perfect space yeah. with silence and the only noises <laughs> being the music that I love oh yeah I would totally do that this is why we all need she 100 <laughs> yep Oh my gosh! Well, Mo, didn't you get like a the trifold privacy thing for when you were working and your kids were all home? No. Did you do that? Oh, you didn't do that. Remember when you were like, "I'm trying to do my work and I'm sitting at the dining room table and all my kids are like talking to me every five oh, seconds." Oh no, they're they're, they're and- like, I have. Oh my god, can you hear them? They all come up the steps. Good lord. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Um, but no, my it's my desk. My desk is um, like an armoire desk, so it has doors. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm at the point that I, you know, it, but it's in my dining room. So like they see me there and they think they can talk to me, and I'm like, listen, fuckers, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually this have desk it, like, is I open. Just, I, I have just got a vision of like, what my future will be like when I have kids, uh-huh. and that's it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's so rough. I have it where the doors kind of are just half open. So like they're kind of blocking mm-hmm. me and there's a sign on there that says, I'm working. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because yep. You it's, know. it's, yeah, I get real cranky when I don't get to write too, you know? And so my kids, they, my older ones have started to figure it out. And so my 12 year old is very much like, guys, be quiet. Mom's trying to work. I'm like, oh, bless you. Yeah. Like, bless yeah. you. Glad, glad you made it this far. But, <laughs> but pretty soon, like the weather's going to be nice enough that when they're driving me bananas, I can just throw them outside in the backyard and I'll go sit on the deck with my headphones and make sure nobody dies. Yeah. <laughs> but still, you know, write my my books. The toddler years were really hard with with yeah. Sophie. I can't even <clears throat> imagine trying to write when the kids are that young. It, yeah. Well, and we did this brilliant thing because <laughs> we had a baby, which is lovely, and then we had to we had to move very suddenly because so she was she was born with congenital scoliosis, and in Japan, mm-hmm. they couldn't take care of her. 
So, my goodness. Well, I'm sure the Japanese could take care of her, but the American doctors at the Navy base could not take care of her. And right. for, for continuity of care, you know, we uh-huh. were like, well, yeah. we have to. So she and I came back to Washington while my husband and the other two stayed in Japan to finish out the school year. So we wow. did all that, and that was difficult. But then my mother and I had this brilliant idea that we would get a golden doodle puppy. Oh, my God. And we would share this puppy because we share a home. Oh we would share this puppy. We would share the responsibilities of this puppy. And she's going to be listening to this podcast. So, hi, Mom. I'm talking about you again. <laughs> and <laughs> then everyone came to, to uh, Washington. So everyone's living with uh, all together again, which was great. But the baby decided she was done sleeping forever. So she still doesn't yeah. sleep through the night, and she's four. And... Then we also had a puppy, a puppy who ate every single thing you could possibly ever eat. And I was in charge of all the things. And I was like, I'm never going to write another book again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, when I got my two puppies, I didn't have a toddler. And they ate, they ate my walls. Mm-hmm. They just, as you say, mm-hmm. they just ate everything I had yep. I mean I've had dogs my whole life and I never come across anything like this yep. and I didn't write for two months mm-hmm. oh my god so yeah. I can't even imagine even the possibility of trying to write with a puppy and a toddler it was like having two toddlers yeah <laughs> except one had really sharp teeth <laughs> yes <laughs> and that, this is it because that's what I remember my my dad had said to me at the time he's like this is worse than having a baby because babies don't move as fast as these two do yes yeah and they don't pee all over everything because they're wearing a diaper (laughs) your dog's just like you guys are really selling me on dogs here let me tell you (laughs) you know rough that those first few months are rough with puppies they really are adopt don't shop that's the, the, there, there's so many reasons <laughs> yeah. that that's a good thing but adopt an older dog find you an old dog don't get a puppy you know get i mean even if it's just a couple years old it's past yeah. the i'm gonna eat everything and like swallow yes. all your socks and then probably need surgery because oh. i can't get rid of the sock no, you know no, no. yes um but yeah i don't don't get a puppy don't get a puppy. The vet bills are insane. The vet yep. bills are, I can't even think how much money I've spent on the yep. two because they what they used to eat. Oh, I say used to and they still eat things. Yep. 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 They... I had to take my dog to emergency vet. Was it last Saturday? Oh. During lockdown. Oh, no. Because she ate oh. foil. Oh, foil? So, uh, oh. Yes, she ate foil. Oh, so, dog. <laughs> What's happening here? And the vet, she's so small. The vet said on the phone, "You'll need to bring her in because this could be a re- a real problem oh, yeah. for her." Yeah. Um. And so I had to drive up to the vet surgery, and just pop my my boot open, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he just came out in a mask and gloves to the boot and took the dog out. Oh. And I just had to wait until they made her sick, and then and that was like, that was a hundred pounds. Yep. Just to make my dog sick. Yeah. <laughs> just to make your dog barf. <laughs> That's. I make people sick so every day like... for free. Damn it! I should be charging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yep. Well, anytime our dog, he loves the toddler's socks. So he loves Sophie's socks. Thank goodness they're small-ish, but he yeah. will inhale that thing, and, and we can't get it, it out of his it, mouth. Like pass a sock. Oh, we just wait for him to to throw it up because oh. 
it's not coming out the other way. And if it, yeah. so then if it doesn't, if he doesn't get sick, we're like, oh no, we've got to take him to the vet because it'll get wrapped around their intestines. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, my mom was oh, like, I want another that. puppy. And I was like, no, we're not getting another puppy. We're getting nope. a new back fence nope. put in. And my husband always said we couldn't have a dog because our fence didn't. There was no gate, so it was just open to the driveway uh-huh. in the back of the house. Uh-huh. So we couldn't yeah. have a dog mm-hmm. because we couldn't let him into the backyard. So we're getting a new back fence put in, and my older son was like, oh, well, now that we're getting a new fence, we can get a dog, right? Hell no. Uh-uh. No, no. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No dogs. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't get a dog. <laughs> I mean, ours is a great guard dog. Luke has the biggest bark, and he's oh, enormous. Awesome. Like, he's the biggest yeah. golden doodle anyone's ever seen. I was like, cool. It's great. <laughs> But I told my mother if we if we get another dog to be like a friend for him, what I would really like to do is there are um, there are golden retrievers who have failed their like guide dog or service dog training. Oh yeah, because uh-huh. they're too friendly. But they're still like beautifully trained. And, yeah, and then they have they can't do their job, so it's a, it's a difficult situation for them. And so I was like, let's adopt one of those. You know, like that's if, an awesome idea. Yeah. yeah. So because then we've got this. Have you ever seen those YouTube dog. videos with those dogs? Yeah. When they're trying no. to like test them to run, you know, and these dogs are just all over the place. They're in and out of whatever they're, you know, supposed to be doing specific <laughs> things or helping the guy in the wheelchair. And these guys are all mm-hmm. they're so cute. They're all over the place. They're just like, <laughs> I love everyone. I would love to come and yeah. lick you. I would. Yeah, that's my. I'm fine with that. I, I want a nice dog. They're like, great dog. Sh- shitty, shitty service animal. Great dog, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, you <laughs> yeah. don't have to be a service animal for me. <laughs> you can just, just love on me and then also keep our crazy dog entertained. I'm okay with that. So, yes. <laughs> oh, dogs. I wanted to talk about dogs because you always post your dogs on social media. Yeah. And they're super cute. And what are their names? Ari and Kaya. So it's two, It's actually character names from my young adult Aww. books. So it's the heroine of the first series I ever wrote is mm-hmm. Kaya. Mm-hmm. And the heroine of the second series is Ari. So, yeah. I love that. I did I did have, um, before them, I, when I decided I was going to get a couple of dogs, I wanted Alaskan Malamutes. Mm-hmm. And I had just found out that I had adult asthma. And Aww. I was still completely unaware of everything that would be a problem for mm-hmm. me, including dander uh-huh. um, from the dogs. So I got these two puppies and I named them Karu and Akiva from Daughter of Smoke and Bone by mm-hmm. Lainey Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I even took a snap of them and I sent them to Lainey Taylor and she thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. And I could not breathe. I could not breathe oh, with them in I'm the house. So and it was absolutely devastating. Oh. I had to take them back to the, the breeder's and explain mm-hmm. that I just yeah. I couldn't breathe with yeah. them and that's why I got the girls because they're um hypoallergenic so. mm-hmm. yeah the golden doodle is hypoallergenic because I yeah. also have adult asthma and I think we might be I the don't. same person <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's the Scottish version of me <laughs> they say there's everyone has a twin um this is true <laughs> but no it's uh yeah it sucks the asthma it has my really it does mm-hmm. it does yeah. and especially like I just wasn't I didn't even realize that's what I had mm-hmm. for for a while I actually had really bad anxiety because I thought there was something wrong with my heart uh-huh. because I, I couldn't breathe the same way with exercise yeah. and 
um, and I had that pressure on my chest, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What's going on?" And it wasn't until I took a full blown panic, a full blown asthma attack after mm-hmm. exercising. I was like, "Oh, that's what it is. I better mm-hmm. go to the doctor." Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> I I had it for like two years and didn't know I had it. I yeah. I got it when I was pregnant with my third, and. Mm-hmm. They just were like, oh, yeah, you just have um, acid reflux, and that's a reflux cough that you've got. So here, take this medicine. And, of course, it didn't work. And I was up all night coughing all the time. And, you know, it was, of course, the very beginning of, like, springtime. And in Japan, it's all blossoms, cherry blossoms everywhere. And, yeah, yeah, and so then it was two straight years of me not knowing what in the world was happening – and then finally I had a severe asthma attack and I made my husband take me to the ER and he was like, yeah. the, the doctors were like, so you have asthma. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank God I don't have lung cancer. You know? Like, <laughs> no, seriously, that is like the, the relief of realizing it's actually asthma. Yeah. Not right now, of course. No. Yeah. Um, it's not a relief right no, now. No, <laughs> it's not. No. Um, but yeah, it was at the time. I was like, oh my God, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I would have asthma attacks and I thought it was asthma, but they were like, no, you can't get asthma as an adult. And I was like, but I think you can. You can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> and um, and then I, I remember like I would have an asthma attack from exercising and mm-hmm. I would make a cup of hot, hot coffee and I would sit down and I would drink the coffee and then it would help open up you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And so then when I was telling, they were like, well, how have you been managing this? And I was like, well, (laughs) not well, not very well, (laughs) but I drink coffee when it happens. And they're like, okay, well actually that does help, you know, but PS here, have an inhaler. (laughs) So before you exercise, please use it. And (laughs) also uh, use it anytime you feel at all wheezy. So Mo has had to pause this podcast so that I could go get a um, in- rescue inhaler more than one time. <laughs> yeah. Because laughing will do it. You know? It does. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's mad. Yeah. And I get really, when I have to even do like these kind of things or mm-hmm. even, you know, like posting videos on mm-hmm. my Instagram, mm-hmm. because I know that people are going to see it, mm-hmm. I do get myself a little bit worked up and you can hear my asthma yep. in the background. Yep. It's like, like I'll listen wheezy. to them. I'm like, oh just a God, little bit wheezy. Like I can't breathe. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was already telling my friend who's coming to Scotland. We, I was like, I really want to, you know, like hike Arthur's seat. I want to do that whole thing. And I said, but I'm going to have to just take my inhaler. <laughs> I don't want to die <laughs> at the top. You know? It's it's all these things because I think, you know, as a kid, if you has, uh, have asthma, you get used to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of adjusting to it. I remember I went to Lake Como for my brother's wedding mm-hmm. and uh, the hotel that we were staying at was about 20 minutes uphill mm-hmm. and it was a very hot day. And I had said, I was like, oh, I don't know. I should be okay. Yep, took an asthma attack about mm-hmm. halfway up there. Yep. <laughs> oh that was just so dramatic and embarrassing. And you're like, like, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. my lungs don't work. <laughs> yep. It's not my fault, sorry. it's my lungs. They decided <laughs> you know, they needed to be special. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You go ahead. You don't want to melt in the sun. You yeah. go ahead. I'll, I'll just sit up. here <laughs> and pull it together. Yeah. Maybe call an ambulance. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh God, it was the worst. I, when I finally went to the ER and my my husband was asleep, it was like one in the morning and I had had a cold and then I started to have a severe asthma attack and I could not get it to settle down. I had taken allergy medicine. I had done the hot shower. I'd done the coffee and nothing was working. And then I was like, I'm going to die in my sleep. I'm going to, that's what's going to happen. You know, like I can't. So I woke him up and I was like, honey, I need you to take me to the ER. I'm having an asthma attack. And he, <laughs> he rolls over and he's already eaten. Like he, once he's asleep, not even an earthquake will get him out of bed. Oh, that's me. And I, and I was just like, Except for the fire alarm mode, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, but was I not confused but, for 20 minutes about what's happening there? Oh, we were all confused. We'll, we'll tell you that story in a moment. <laughs> but I, he looks at me and he goes, did you try getting in a hot shower? And I was like, oh my God, get off of the bed and take me to the emergency room. It's, I am dying. <laughs> and we get there and he's all like, you know, I'm so tired. And then they checked my oxygen levels and they were like, oh, wow, okay, your oxygen levels are really low. And then he was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess this is real. <laughs> I'm like, I would not make you go to the emergency room if it was not real. <laughs> Jeez. So, Mo, you need to tell the story of the, of the fire alarm so that story Sam alarm. understands. <laughs> well, Kim and I were in Vegas for the uh, – Love in Vegas signing last fall. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. we had consumed many vodka sodas. So many of them. So many. <laughs> and eventually tumbled into bed. And I don't know. It had to be, what, 3 o'clock in the morning? Just this blaring noise like goes on and on. Yeah. And I, I wake up and I'm so confused. I'm like, is that the alarm? Like like the like the alarm clock? And she's walking around. I'm stumbling around like an idiot. I didn't know. It took me like five minutes to realize what this noise was. Yeah. And we're like, it's the fire alarm. And I was like, what yeah. do we do? Mm-hmm. So we have, of course, you know, no elevator. We're going down all these stairs. We meet, you know, fellow refugees from the hotel room. <laughs> they all form a, you know, a band of survivors trying to get out of the hotel. It was like the Poseidon adventure. It really <laughs> we were was. all just like, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. It was it's so terrible. disorientating, especially was... if you've had a drink. Oh, you know, it was you're the just worst. like, I didn't know what, what was happening. I'm like, is that on? your phone? Like, what the hell is it? It was so loud, too. It was so loud. And, and, and it wasn't it was like a like... standard fire alarm either. It was, no. it, it sounded different. It sounded like an air raid alarm. Oh my goodness. In our See, that, room. <laughs> that's silly. They should have a standard fire alarm so people know to get the hell out. Uh-huh. And they and so we were, I mean, in our pajamas, very braless, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> walking through this hotel at four it was like four in the morning and we had gone to oh, sleep gosh. about two in the morning. So we were just pure adrenaline. At that point. Yeah. I mean, I was shaking the whole time. And then our key wouldn't work <laughs> to get us in. Remember that? The key wouldn't work. No, we work. forgot it. We didn't get a key. Did we? No, I had it because I had my I had my thing, but then the key no. Okay. Anyway. I think I think we you had to go back down with the key in it. Right. We didn't have the key and then but I did have my purse with my ID. Yes, so you had I was your ID. But oh my God. Like it would have been the worst if we had then not been able to get in. To our oh room goodness. because I didn't have my ID. Thank God I 
grabbed my bag. <laughs> and meanwhile, hotel staff had no yeah, idea and- what was going on. We came out of the hotel. Right. We ended up in the yeah. parking garage or something somehow. And they were looking at that us like, crazy. what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, uh, like, alarm, well, noise, Vegas. fire. What's <laughs> like, your like, your hotel's on fire. Why are like why are why is nobody else outside the hotel is on fire and they were like oh no it was a water leak and it triggered the alarm on the seventh floor and, and we, we were, were like we, we fuck we your alarm <laughs> p.s maybe you should tell people yeah <laughs> like, absolutely oh, oh my god goodness. yep so don't go stay at planet hollywood <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah oh my goodness but uh, I did have my rescue inhaler for that one, so. <laughs> Thank God. So I survived. We survived. It would have been the worst. They would have been like, have she's you, fine. Have you seen a, a rush on inhalers? Because I, I went to go to the pharmacy to get my inhalers, and they were out. I had to go oh. to a different pharmacy. I yeah. have not, but I got mine way ahead of time. Like, I think the moment I we had our first case in Washington – I was yeah. like, so we're going to refill that inhaler and go yeah. ahead and do it. And I had to get a letter from my doctor for my husband because he works for the, my husband works for the government and it's a very big, like 10,000 people who work there. And so he was able to give them the letter saying he lives with someone who has, you know, lung disease and they put him on administrative leave. Oh, that's really so good. That's really good. He really has good. to go back, but he's, um, you know, been able to. I think the the brunt of it in Washington. He's yeah, been home. So luckily. Oh, that's good. Because it was it. Am I correct in saying it was Seattle that was hit first, first. really big, yeah, like, really badly. We had our fr- the first case I think in the United States was. But it Seattle. was the first case, yeah. And then it yeah. went through like some. Um, some older elderly care homes care homes and yeah, so with a lot of our deaths were that first which was yeah so it, that's just starting to happen now in the uk with mm-hmm, the care homes mm-hmm. that's what's been on the news the last few days yeah. but i did see that in seattle mm-hmm. um yeah just... it was scary it, and i mean it yeah. still is but i hopefully seattle seems that like washington seems to have you know, like kind of hit its peak and yeah, and, through and the worst of it. We really did the the severe social distancing right away. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that was the right decision that our governor made. Um, but you know, it's I think it also depends on how densely your population is packed because you look at New York, and of course, everyone lives on top of each other in New York because mm-hmm. it's, London. it's you know, t- it's yeah. it's a lot of people in a small space. So yep. I'm just, we're just really hopeful that, you know, if we all work together, we'll be able to get on top of it. And this is it's it. scary. Very scary. Mm-hmm. Very scary. I, I have been, um, been quite lucky to get most of my shopping delivered, mm-hmm. um, which I have been doing because I've got asthma, although I know maybe some of my neighbors think it's odd because I do drive yeah but then yeah. you don't know what people have at the right. end yeah. of the day. Yeah. Um, but I had to go to the supermarket on Monday because my dad was sick and we don't think it was the virus we think mm-hmm. it was it, the flu oh yeah but the doctor obviously made him quarantine mm-hmm. and my mom doesn't drive oh, so I had yeah. to go to the supermarket to get their food for them and it was such a surreal experience I don't know what your supermarkets are like but we we have um, a queuing system and arrows along 
the floor now to direct traffic uh-huh. and also stickers in between the aisles saying two meters apart so yeah. You're, yeah. you're staying and that, that was weird enough because they've also um, decreased selection you yeah. know they're, they're just yeah. prioritizing certain items and so I went in at six in the morning to try and beat crowds yeah and there was hardly anyone there and there was hardly anyone on the shelf and you've got all these stickers and I'm going down the motorway to come home and instead of traffic information and weather information it's just stay at home protect yep. our nhs save lives and i'm like i'm in a freaking dystopian now. yep this yep. is this is like actually happening now mm-hmm. everything you've seen in the movies yep. is yep. happening you're like oh and there was that one smart person who was like hey this is coming we should prepare and all the other people were like blah don't listen to science yeah <laughs> yeah seriously yep yeah. And if you look at countries who have had, I mean, um, China and eh, no South Korea and Singapore mm-hmm. had that huge SARS outbreak in 2014. Yep. So they were prepared mm-hmm. for another epidemic and mm-hmm. they've gotten through this amazingly. Yep. Yep. It's like, why, why were we? It's when they, they come on TV and they're like, we're part of the pandemic risk team. Yeah. <laughs> well, you cool. did a really crap job. Thanks so much. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> You've been downsized. We're going to replace you. It's I just, it's a it's a total shit show in a lot of places, and it's really hard to watch, and it's really scary it to watch it. And I'm just really glad that we have books that we can escape Absolutely. into. Very true. And Absolutely. like, I have gotten emails from people who get my newsletter who are like, "Thank you so much," <laughs> you know, like, "Thank you so yeah. much because your books help me," and I, that made me cry. You know, because I was like, absolutely glad because I felt like I was really greedy by posting about a new release the day the day America shut down. I had a release and I was like, there was a lot of discussion about that. And I think I don't really understand the necessary need for a discussion because we're escape artists at the end of the day, Mm -hmm, as I call it. You know, we create moments of escapism for readers and they they need that now more than ever yeah and also that sense of normalcy going on social media and seeing your favorite author still posting about their new releases Mm -hmm. I think people Mm -hmm. needed that and amongst a plethora of images that were bombarding them constantly wherever they looked about coronavirus yeah everything I I don't really get that and yeah I, I agree I think it's important that we try to keep things normal for people Give them yeah. something that they can enjoy because I know that when I'm having a hard time, I want to escape into a story that is not what I'm living. Exactly. You know? So, exactly. Yep. So, I didn't stop my release and I'm just going to keep nope. on going. <laughs> this is it. This mm-hmm. is it. I, I did. I said the same thing to another author friend who asked me, Do you think this is weird? And I'm like, Not at all. This is what your readers need right now. So, mm-hmm. yep. Just yeah. keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, we should let you go because we've already kept you longer than an hour. I guess. <laughs> I didn't even feel it going in. I so know, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. That sounded really rude. <laughs> there you go. Uh, That's my sign off for there you. We are, there it is. Well, you can come back anytime. And I'm Thank probably going to do a re-listen of On Dublin Street then tonight afterward, after oh, I finish my so word count. Cool. So thank you so much. Stay safe. And thank you. We look forward to releasing our, our anthology next month. Yes, I can't so. wait. Yay. All right. It's going to be great. Bye. 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 
you can find us on on our Facebook group, which is called Audibly Addicted Fangirl and Boy Central. And you should totally join because we have a good time in there. That's where all the cool and kids are. All of them. Well, not all of them yet, but a lot of them. Also, you should um, support us on Patreon because we have lots of fun exclusive content there. And uh, the minimum um, tier that you can support us at is $5. And that'll get you access to every single one of our previous posts on Patreon. So that's Stump the Narrator episodes. It is uncut episodes. We've got bloopers. We've got all sorts of fun stuff. So uh, that is patreon.com forward slash audibly addicted. And then Mo, do you want to tell them where else they can find us? Uh, We are all over your social media like a bad rash. We are on (laughs) Facebook and the Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. We are audibly addicted at all of those places. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, duh. So yep. come hang out. It's a, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and review us. Reviews are super, super helpful. You know how helpful they are for authors. They are also helpful for podcasts. And to those of you who are already sharing us all over your social, that is so awesome. Please, please, please continue to do that and tag us. Every time, because we love it and we love you, and um, we look forward to bringing you some more fun interviews as the weeks go on. So take care, wash your hands, and stay safe. Do you have anything to add, Mo? Six feet back, please. Don't sweat (laughs) Six feet back. No hugging. I miss hugging. I know. I kind of miss hugging. I'm a hugger. I want to hug people. I had to yeah. drop food off my dad's house, and I couldn't, like, give my parents a hug goodbye. And I'm like, <laughs> that makes me so sad. I'm so lucky that my parents live in the same house as me. Yeah, that's true. Because I go annoy the hell out of them all the time. Nice. <laughs> and I do. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. Bye. bye.